We got uh, Norman Jetmanson uh, coming on with us, and uh, he has done a, a documentary film that's uh, yeah. uh, Swanee 1899 Unrivaled, yeah. which is uh, showing in different places. And uh, Norman, you with us? Sir. Hey, how are you? This is Tony. Hey, Tony, how you doing? Man, I appreciate you getting up early and uh, telling us about this stuff. But uh, one of the things I was saying, you, you've made this film, but uh, the thing I'm really interested in is how, how you got to this. I want to hear about the film, but uh, your background is, is an attorney in town and, uh, you know, with uh, uh, Vulcan Materials, you were the general counsel out there and have, uh, I've retired, I believe. But uh, I just think it's fascinating. You went from that to, to kind of finding uh, – Filmmaking is a, a a pursuit. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy how life sometimes takes these twists and turns. I have a good friend and college classmate, David Cruz, who is also not a full-time filmmaker, but he had done a documentary on Governor William Winter of Mississippi called The Toughest Job. And so one day he lives in Oxford, Mississippi, and one day we were having dinner together, and I said, well, David, you ought to do a documentary on this team of 1899, and he said, that's a great idea. You yeah. helped me. Well, I thought that meant David was going to do it, and I was going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Before before too long, I was sucked in the middle of it. Well, it had to be Between fun. The two of us, it was a lot of fun. Between the two of us, we probably have logged 5,000 hours putting this film together oh, wow. because as we dug into it, the story just got richer and richer. And I've told a lot of people, when, when David and I first started, we said, you know, we can do a film about the lore of the team. And there's, there's a lot of lore. There's probably not much facts we're going to learn. And it was just the opposite. The facts are better than the lore. Oh, and wow. uh, the deeper we dug, the better the story got. And uh, this is about Swanee's football team yeah. in, in uh, 1899, uh, which went, was undefeated, but also just had, uh, you know, things were a lot different back then, the way the season plays out and all, but uh, uh, kind of a feat that will never be replicated. Well, yeah, I mean, it was a, 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 an incredible number of games in, a, in an incredibly short period of time, and it wasn't just against, uh, y- you know, so-and-so high school. It was against some big names, uh, Ole Miss in there, Texas A&M. Auburn. Yeah. Or whatever it was then. A and I, is that right? Uh they still called it Auburn then. Yeah. Yeah, so, so what so what t- tell us more about this team. Sure. Uh, let me give you just a little background. Football was just catching on in the South in the 1890s. Yeah. And part of the reason it grew in the South was because of the defeat in the Civil War and uh, the South uh was recovering and football became kind of a proxy for battlefield glory. And so it really caught on in the South as a way to, in a sense, avenge that defeat by showing we could beat people in football. And because the Southern schools are so far apart, unlike the Northeast Ivy league schools, it was very unusual to play any more than three or four games a year because travel was so expensive and all travel had to be by train. But in 1899, a 20-year-old student manager of the team, Luke Lee, crafted a schedule to play 12 games all over the South, which was unheard of, Wow! in a six-week time period. Think about that, 12 games in six weeks. Good grief. But the reason we did the film and the reason Swanee's team will forever be remembered is they 
traveled 2,500 miles on a train and played five games in six days. So on Thursday, they played Texas. Friday, they in Austin. Friday, they played Texas A&M in Houston. Saturday, they played Tulane in New Orleans. Took Sunday off. Monday, they played LSU in Baton Rouge. And Tuesday, they played Ole Miss in Memphis. Good That's the way to do so it. It's a feat that will never be duplicated, yeah. never even be attempted. No, no. Uh-uh. And by the way, won all those games, correct? Yeah. Yeah, they went 12-0 and 0 that year. The only team that actually that scored on them the entire season was Auburn. How about well, that? When you got the film together, uh, I know uh, that you they had the premiere here, and then I, I, I know you've been down in Mobile, and I saw this week you were in Charlotte. Have you been anywhere else? And how, how have you gone about marketing uh, you, you know, the finished product of the film once you got it together? Yeah, we did a, an initial showing in Nashville for our major donors. Then we came to Birmingham and Mobile. I just finished going to Charlotte. We're trying to go to any city that will uh, have us there. We're in, in September, we'll be in Tuscaloosa and Houston. We're working on New Orleans and some other cities. And just like doing the film, we had to do the whole film ourselves. We're having to do all our own marketing, so... Being on shows like this is fabulous for us because we're not professional PR people. We're not professional filmmakers, so we're learning as we go. Yeah. Um, but we're 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 trying hard to get the word out about uh, the film any way we can. Well, it's uh, I would just think you know again, not coming from this background, uh, the whole process had to be just a learning. You know, every stage you had to learn as you go. Uh, how do you make a film? How do you, you, you mentioned the sponsors. I didn't even think about that. Do you go out and actually get somebody to back this or did y'all, you know, put up your own money and then hope to get, you know, people to support it or how does, how does that part of it work? Well, for us, the way it worked was we approached Sewanee, the university of the South and said, we want to do this film. We think it'd be great for the university, but can you help us? And they agreed that we could solicit donations that would be made actually to the university of the South as a donation. And they would be earmarked for our film. So we spent two or three years, emails, brochures, calls, websites, anything we could think of to generate interest in our film. And we had a number of people and companies step up, give us, we had, donations of 20,000 we had donations of $5 so it was all over the board that's the hardest thing about this project that I was not anticipating was the difficulty in raising funds and of course David and I are not professional filmmakers so it's not like Ken Burns calling you up saying give me some money for my film yeah and and what we did what we did our own uh, fundraising but it was a matter of trust by our donors because we had never done a film together before and they didn't know what it was going to come out like. What was it? What was that pitch like? Was it just, you know, man, it's going to be really good. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it was, it was the pitch was, this is the most incredible story in college football. It's never been told. And we not only want to tell it, but we want to preserve it for history. Yeah. And, what I realized when we finished the film, gentlemen, is that if we hadn't done the film right now, 
the story would have been lost in another 10 years because we interviewed a number of descendants of the team who were in their 60s oh, to wow. 90s. Yeah. Um, two of the football coaches we interviewed, Johnny Majors and Bobby Bowden, have now passed on. Oh, One wow. of the ladies we interviewed in her mid-90s has passed on. So we, we literally picked the last great time to do this film before the story was lost, and that's what I'm most proud of. Well, you know, you're a proud alumnus of the school, and it's funny, uh, my, my oldest is getting into, we're beginning to look at colleges and all, and I know one of his friends are, are planning to go to Suwannee, but uh, the relationship with, with the school, did uh, did they get, I guess, maybe like final say, did they get a look at it before you put it out to say we're okay with this, or uh, how did that play out? They did. Um, we did a We did kind of what we called a sneak preview last fall it was homecoming at Sewanee we wanted Sewanee to be the first place we ever showed the film and because it was homecoming they asked us to do it and we said we'd love to you got to understand that the film is not quite finished in terms of editing so it's going to be a little unpolished but they said that's great so we premiered it sneak preview in Sewanee and before we did that they said let us take a look at it which was fine of course with us they were thrilled with the film, and it's only gotten better since we edited it down. So, um, but, but everyone that um, I've talked to who's seen the film has just been ecstatic about it. And uh, the best compliment I've gotten is a number of ladies have said, I don't even like college football, but I loved your film. This is uh, True at News Radio, and we're on, we're on the air right now with Norman Jetmanson, who's done this uh, fantastic biography on the uh, the Sewanee undefeated team of 1899 you mentioned just a minute ago Bobby Bobby Bowden Johnny Majors I'd be really interested what what were the what was the flavor of uh, kind of their input into this well Johnny Majors father Shirley Majors was a longtime football coach at Sewanee okay. and very much revered um, he had undefeated seasons in 1958 and 1963 which were the only undefeated seasons at Sewanee since 1899 so oh, yeah he's a revered figure in, in Sewanee so Johnny grew up around Sewanee he knew the story intimately and both he and Vince Dooley in particular are kind of football historians uh, so they brought a lot of context to the story sure. um, that was Wonderful. Bobby Bowden um, played at what was then Howard College, is now Sanford. And he told me, I got to interview him in his house. He told me that the first time he went as a player up to Suwannee to play, he was the quarterback. And it was the first time in his life he had ever seen snow. Oh, wow. So, hmm. well, and uh, they were the, all. all all of them, Bobby Bowden, Johnny Majors, and Vince Dooley, they didn't know us. Yeah, They were so gentlemanly, so gracious, willing to help. And when you see the film, you'll see their contributions were enormous. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, here you are trying to tell, tell the tale of something they have a great passion for. So I, I guess it's not surprising, but what a great opportunity for you to, you know, m meet some giants of the game yourself. Absolutely. That was one of the biggest thrills of all was getting to be there in the room with them and interview them. And, and 
when the camera was off, just talking to them. Um, sure. It was fascinating. It had to be a blast. Oh, yeah. How do, uh, I guess what's the best way for people to, to get a hold of this and, and see it? Yeah, we have a website, swanee1899.org. And if you go to that website, you can either order a DVD, which we'll mail to you, or if you don't have a DVD player or prefer streaming, you can order a streaming version, and we'll send you a link to watch the film. So either way, it will work, and um, you can see the film that way. Well, I'm I'm still uh, uh, really impressed that you took the project on, and uh, I know you're still in the middle of this one, but uh, after this experience, do you think uh, the, the, the bug has bit you and you'll do another one, or uh, is this going to be a one-and-done, or, wh- or what are your plans? Well, I would like to do another one because I learned so much, and now, you know, the mistakes we made, I'd like not to repeat them. Yeah. <laughs> but the one thing, the one condition I would have to do another one is somebody would have to front the money up front. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fundraising so. was so difficult and took so long that I would love to do another film. And I think we've shown, if you look at the quality of our film, it's top notch. Um, the, Music for our film was done by Bobby Horton, who does all of Ken Burns' documentary music. He lives in Birmingham. Oh, wow. We found an artist in Birmingham, Ernie Eldridge, who did over a dozen original paintings of oh. different scenes in the season. So we, we have some really unique things about our film. Gate Shaw, who's an Episcopal priest in Birmingham with a marvelous voice, was our narrator. Oh, yeah. So I would... I would love to do another one. In fact, we would love to do one on the student manager, Luke Lee, who is a fascinating character. But I, I will only do it if somebody says, we think this is worth doing and, and we'll back it with uh, our, our yeah. funds. Yeah. Well, I tell you, I, again, I think it's fantastic that you tackled it. And uh, it, it, it's just interesting what people get into. And I'm glad you were able to get this thing completed and wish you well with it. Uh, anything you want to say in closing? Well, in closing, I, I hope your listeners will watch the film because it's not just football. It's a story about the South and the at the turn of the century. It's a story about the early beginnings of college football. It's a story about these young men who did incredible things. And you know, you played both ways. If you came out of the game, you couldn't go back in. They oh. didn't have much protective equipment. For sure. It was a very dangerous sport at the turn of the century. There were 18 to 20 deaths a year from football. Yeah, for sure. So it, it was a t- different game than what we know as football today. And it's a fascinating look at uh, a part of our history and these young men who did what was seemingly impossible. Yeah. Well, it's uh, I'm, I'm excited to see it and glad you were able to come on and talk about it. Uh, yeah. Man, good luck with all of it. And uh, I want to hear some more reports about some of these cities you're traveling to and, and getting the word out. I, I'm, I'm uh, amazed by all of it. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much, and I'd love to come back on sometime. All right, Norman, Sounds have a great, great weekend. Yeah. Norman. All right, y'all too. See thank ya. you very much. Yep. Norman Jetmanson uh, with the Sewanee 1899 team documentary. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, what he mentioned, I, what was very important, I, there, there's a tendency to think, well, back then it wouldn't have been as hard to do that many games in that short period. It's really, quite frankly, the opposite. Yeah. Uh, this was a very dangerous sport. The physical toll was greater on the people back then. And, uh, uh, you know, as he said, there was no protective equipment. So this and, was and just you're playing an, every day, apparently. Just an astounding accomplishment. Yeah.